Welcome to RNGG, a randomly generated game design podcast. I'm Cassidy, and my pronouns are she and they. And I'm Crash, and my pronouns are they, them. Uh, And this is the show where we randomly generate a game idea and have to pitch something over the course of 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. That's correct. Last week, we generated the phrase, Fashion Soulsborn. (laughs) We we sure did. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Um... Yeah, uh, I I actually literally just did the spiel for when we did, for when I recorded Cat D. I don't want to do the spiel again, um, but everything that I've said, like last episode, all of that remains true, and don't mm-hmm. support people, share voices, etc., etc. Yeah, Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, um... So, do we have anything we want to bring up before we decide? Should we talk about what a Soulsborn is first? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about because I think we we kind of touched on this last time with a uh, Nightshade Chronicles elegy of insert one of two names here, but like there's kind of to me like three very closely related like third person action games that are they're related but they're not they're very different because you have like character action games then you've got like soulsborne and then you've got like the hunter style games yeah so to me like character action is you know you play as a dude or someone and it's it's a little bit like a little bit bat and mashy but like it encourages like learning combos and like weapon styles i would describe it as like a 3d single player fighting game Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah like learning your combos learning to do like juggling parrying blocks you know Mm -hmm. things like that are like rewarded by like you know the faster you complete a mission you can get some nice bonus stuff um i'm thinking particularly like bayonetta but this also applies to like devil may cry as well um, and then you've got like Soulsborne, which is, it's a little less button mashy, but it really encourages you to think about like your stats. Cause a lot of these games have like a level up system. So you can like improve your armor, you can improve your character stats. And it's all about kind of like waiting for the correct moment to strike. And then once you have that opening, getting in the appropriate amount of hits before kind of your window ends and you have to start evading or blocking again. Um, I would also describe the combat as, you know, being very deliberate. Um, yes, you, yeah. You have to know what you're about to do before you do it. Yeah, um, it definitely, um, every attack has a certain level of commitment to it. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as the gameplay itself involving unlocking a lot of shortcuts to previous areas. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then, then you, I think the deliberation increases further when you get into like the hunter monster hunter style games where like every single attack has like a good amount of like follow-up lag and the game really encourages you to like learn your combos learn how to cancel animations you know like every single strike you make is is going to put you in danger so you have to be ready to like deal with that at any given point I would argue that maybe a Soulsborne is a little bit more deliberate than a, a Monster Hunter. Um, mostly because I... Having, like, the way I play both of them, one of them is a lot more loose than the other. 
Yeah. Um, when I play Monster Hunter, it's because I'm very good at doing the like a charged hammer attack and then rolling immediately to cancel the the wind up getting back up animation. And stuff yeah, like I that. guess um, I guess um, the the hunter style games has a lot more of like animation canceling and like like if you're not if you're not aware of the like mechanics with stuff like that, then yeah, it's it definitely rewards you when you can like you know like yeah like you said do a charge hammer attack and then roll immediately afterwards so you're not just like standing there you know like vulnerable to attack Mm -hmm. um i would also say that hunting games involve a lot more pre-setup and like even during like set up during battles um Mm -hmm. where in Mm -hmm. soulsborns usually it's like a matter of just having the right tools and using them with Mo- yeah. hunter and hunter like games like that it's in, you know there's traps you're setting up there's buffs you're applying there's stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah and like i know some of the souls games specifically like there are like you know like oh i'm going into the poison swamp so i want to make sure that i have like poison resist gear but i feel like that's not quite as granular as like well i want frost resist gear that buffs this particular play style of this particular weapon and i need to do this 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 amount of hunting beforehand to get that armor set to do this hunt like in monster hunter yeah uh soulsborn games at least in my experience tend to be more about um making your numbers go up Mm-hmm. absolutely um and you know like there's some personal preference on whether or not you want to build it to be more magic or not, or if you mm. want to have a better role than you do defense, stuff like that. Um, yeah. That it's like a different kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and every weapon it... has a moveset. Mm-hmm. Or like at least every type of weapon. I think that that applies to both uh, Soulsborne and like Monster Hunter yeah. style games. I would say that actually applies to all three of the ones we brought up. Yeah, no, no, exactly. That's that's where they meet in the middle. Besides, like just being like action games, third person action games. Um, and Soulsborne games, at least the ones that I'm aware of, have sort of like a Metroidvania esque attempt at a level design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, that definitely comes into play in like. I guess it's it's non-Demon Souls. Soulsborns do that. Demon Souls is, you have a hub, and there's, like, five different, like, portraits you can go into, and it's just pretty much, like, one-to-one-to-one-to-one. Like, there's no real, like, branching in Demon mm. Souls. But it's also the exception, not the rule. Yeah, like, I, I really only played Dark Souls 1, but I know, like... Mm-hmm. Basically, once you go through, like, the one way, you get a key that unlocks a door at the beginning and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, and they do that in 2, they do that in 3, and they do that in, um... Bloodborne. I was like, what's the born in Soulsborne? Okay. Alright, so now that we've explained what we are thinking of when we think Soulsborne, Mm -hmm. we can say what our optional challenges are. Okay, I want uh, I I want to go first. Okay, go first <laughs> because I, I I thought of this and I'm actually very very excited about it. I want there to be a toy integration. Okay, all right. As either this is easy because of what I had idea for mine. Either either like a Skylanders type thing, or like just in general there to be like a line of merchandise 
in that like ties into the series. All right, I'm gonna type in "Toys to Life" on our challenge list. Yeah. Okay. Um, my optional challenge is a spinoff. Okay. 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 Um, so I want to put 45 minutes on the clock. Let's go. All right. Um, so I want to explain my idea for what the spinoff is. Okay. Real quick. Uh, go so my thought was, I was like, okay, Soulsborne games, they traditionally don't really tell much of the story in the game itself. Correct. A lot of the lore is in the item descriptions. Or, like, in external sources. Correct. Um, so, I was like, alright, what are games that are already doing that? That we could just put in this? And I was like, well, there's Legend of Zelda. Zelda is kind of most of the way there already. Mm-hmm. Um, that wouldn't be as fun. Yeah. Um, then I was like, well, what's something we could do fun fashion with or something like that? Uh, Kirby. Kirby... It's a game about hats, um, and they don't really talk about the lore of Kirby. But I was like, hats isn't enough fashion. Yeah, um, yeah. And so I thought a little bit longer, and I was like, oh, there's got to be something here. And then I remembered Splatoon. A game literally about fashion that does not really go through any of its lore. Okay, so I am regrettably a little unfamiliar with Splatoon, but I have watched people play it online, and I've watched the speed run for one and two. Mm-hmm. I'm forgetting do do the clothes in Splatoon have like skills and stats on them, or are they just cosmetic? So there's like different types of skills. Basically, it's sort of like the Monster Hunter skill situation. Okay. Um, only instead of trying to get a number high enough, so you get the skill like. There's a shirt, and it has three skills, and the skills are, like, ink saver main, so your main weapon doesn't use enough as much of your ink. Um, mm. There'll be, like, movement speed up, and, let's say, uh, sub-weapon charging speed, or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, and those, like, apply a flat bonus, but that flat bonus stacks with each piece of gear that you wear that has that same skill set. Correct. Or it has correct. that same okay. like, one skill or whatever. So wearing mm. three pieces of gear that have movement speed up give you three times the movement speed up. Right. Um, it's not really anything that ever comes up during the single player stuff in Splatoon. Um, yeah, yeah. But I just it's it's integral to the multiplayer aspect, and it's the best part, or one of the best parts of the game itself. Hmm. Here is. I guess not necessarily a rebuttal to that, because I think there's definitely a lot we can work with here, but I will say that um, Dark Souls builds that use, like, the ranged weapons are... They're a good way to get through the game if you're a little bit uncomfortable with, like, the dodging and parrying and blocking mechanics. But, like, if you really want to get, like, crunchy and get good at, like, what makes a Soulsborn a Soulsborn, you really gotta play melee. Mm-hmm. And like Splatoon, what what options do like as far as like the roster of weapons does Splatoon have for like melee? Alright. I'll, I'll explain that, um, but also I will say that because this is the idea of us being a spin-off, um, yeah. like the I, the idea I had was like making it something that's very different from Splatoon in that sense. Um, okay, but in the base game, melee base melee style weapons are um, your rollers, your paintbrushes, and in an essence, buckets. I would call them. 
uh, mm-hmm. melee weapons mm-hmm. because they're so close range. And each each of those has like a short range option. You can like waggle the brush back and forth to do a little ink spray. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of flick the roller forward. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's stuff like that that counts as like their melee. Hmm. Um. There's like a there's a, a super weapon type thing that you get on some of them that makes a big hammer, and you you mm. run around doing the the Smash Bros. hammer animation. Love a big hammer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, what is like? What is the tone for this? Because I know like Splatoon is very. Like, it, it has some, like, eerie, kind of, like, sinister moments, but I feel like it leans bright and kind of, like, cheery, because that's, you know, becoming of a Nintendo IP. Yeah. But, um... Um, so, that's the thing, is, like, they, they sort of, like, hint at stuff that goes on in, like, the backstory stuff. Mm. Like, how Judd is, like someone put their cat in a safety pod to save it from the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. And that's what Judd is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I haven't played Octo Expansion, or and I, I don't even think I finished playing the Splatoon 2 story mode. Um, mm-hmm. But my thought is exploring something from, like, before they started setting up, like, the big city area type thing. Something that focuses more on, like, like, I, again, I haven't played any of Octo Expansion, but I think, like, the Octoling stuff might be an interesting way to explore that. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they sort of lived in the dark. They had to steal the large zap fish in the first one. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Yeah. No, yeah, there's definitely something there, especially if it you have this, like, hint at the fact that, like, you know society as probably we knew it has collapsed and that gave rise to these like you know squid folk mm-hmm. you know existing <laughs> yeah um and i think by doing it with octolings you get a chance to do new enemy designs mm-hmm. um in like splatoon 1 a lot of the enemies are either like octolings that aren't like the octoling human shapes they're like tentacles yeah or they're like Mm. those things piloting some sort of robot or mechanical creature yeah um i but like we know that there are other um creature types in there other than inklings and octolings Mm. um because you know they run the shops for example Um, yeah yeah so like exploring like creating enemies out of other types of creatures like that would give us a chance to explore those things Mm -hmm. i feel yeah um i guess there's also like the unique like paint mechanics that kind of makes splatoon splatoon and obviously this is a spinoff so we don't have to like you know exactly like kind of carry every mechanic over but like would there be kind of the whole, like, you're spraying paint around so you can, like, kind of, like, dip underneath and, like, swim in the paint? Like, I think that if it did, it would only be temporary. I think it would dry up over time, like, quickly. 
Yeah, maybe it's like it's a it's an earlier formula of the ink. Like it's not quite as durable. So you have to be a lot more deliberate about like, you know, kind of if you're going to use like, let's say, let's take an uh, example, like the roller. Like you, it's like, because I know in, in Dark Souls you have like a, on the PS, like the PlayStation controller, like R1 is like your light attack and R2 is your like your heavy attack. So the roller, you could say like the heavy attack is like this big like overhand overhead slam that like you know will do like vertical like a vertical slice that it's, sprays it's paint forward attack if with the the roller um, mm-hmm. the roller has two attacks there's like the flat sideways one yeah um, and then if you're in the air you do like a sideways long slash yeah and then like that gives you like a path that you could like dodge under but yeah, like like you said, I think it would be interesting if it's like it's not a permanent thing, so you can't count on like that getaway for the whole boss fight. Yeah, that's more of like. So I feel like the the ink tank is sort of like an obvious way to in in like create a stamina system in a Splatoon Soulsborn. Um, because yeah, like, you use it for most everything. Hmm. Um, yeah. And, like, if you're not hiding an ink, you still generate some over time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, no, no, now that you've, like, likened ink to the stamina in, in the Soulsborne system, or, like, games, I'm like, oh yeah, no, that does, like, they really do mesh in that way. Okay. hmm So, let's see. I kind of want to get a little, like, I guess just talking about, like, like, gear design. I kind of think it would be interesting if it, because, like, from what I've seen, the Splatoon fashion is it's very, like, streetwear. It's, you know, t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, things like that. There's like, some more wild stuff. Um, a lot of that mm-hmm. comes from Amiibos, I find. Um, like, yeah. In the first one, you could get either... There were, like, three things. One of them was, like, full-on robo-gear. Mm. One of them was a schoolgirl outfit. And the other okay. was, like, samurai gear. Nice. Um, and then, like, in the second one, they brought those back. And I think they also added, like, ninja gear and, like, a different schoolgirl outfit. Okay. Hmm. Um, I guess, like... Oh, go ahead. I was just saying, what, what would you... Like, I, I feel like we want like, a little bit more, like, armored looks, but I don't necessarily want, like, Renaissance medieval, like, armor, armor So, some of the generic Octoling armor, like, the space stuff that you see whenever they show up, or, like, stuff that you can buy that's like that, is, like, sort of basic black, like, t-shirts or whatever with, like, armor plating strapped on top. Mm Mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, Let me see if I can pull up a good picture. But yeah, I'm thinking it's a little bit more like Mad Maxi. It's a little like, bit Mad Maxi, yeah. Is how I would yeah, describe just like it. salvaged pieces of like you know some kind of protective gear. This is a um, strange picture that I'm going to send you, but it sure is an exact example of what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, we would add pants. That's that's for sure. We're adding pants into the fashion lineup. It is okay, not yeah. all either spats or long spats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I also want to say that, like, 
I feel like we are not going to use, like, literally, like, the same Splatoon models. Like, I don't necessarily want them to be, like, human proportioned. Like, you know, the whole, like, what is it, like, six and a half, seven and a half heads tall. But I think, like, like a taller, oh, like a slightly taller model, I think I don't fits know. The... I, I think the basic Splatoon, I think the difference should be in, I think it should still look like Splatoon in a way. I okay. think maybe the difference is in what the fashion is available and what the environments look like. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like even the, like the presumably adult characters in Splatoon, like I actually, I don't know how old Callie and Marie are in Splatoon two. Um, but like, like there's still like, like the same proportions. No, that, that is true. That is true. She's 19 in Splatoon two. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was going to guess, like, early 20s. What kind of, Okay, so let's give, like, four to five, like, quick, uh, like, location descriptions. Like, what kind of, what kind of themes are, are we feeling for, like, places to fight some challenging enemies? Hmm, that's a good question. Um... Because, like, a lot of the Splatoon arenas are sort of, like, modern idea concepts. Mm. Um, Like, an art gallery or a shopping mall or a skate park. Yeah. Um, And, like, granted, some of that stuff will exist because of what the Splatoon universe is, which is a post-apocalyptic storyline. Mm-hmm. So maybe we could lean into that, but, like, have it be less, like industrialized as it like part of me wants to say what if we took some of the maps like the multiplayer maps from splatoon and splatoon 2 removed the parts that make it feel lived in and like Mm -hmm. wear them down a bit and then just like put things in the way so it's not as open yeah yeah like like i'm definitely for like a shopping mall like area but it's definitely going to be a little bit more like you know yeah there's gonna be like barriers and like things to like you know like you can't just like go everywhere you're gonna have to like you know come in go up the stairs go to the first go to the second floor to you know go around to get to the back side of the you know shopping mall or you know it's gonna be a skate park but it's definitely gonna be like run down and some of the attractions aren't gonna be like as nice yeah I think a good example for one would be something like, um, so Port Mackerel is like one of those places that's near a port that has like a bunch of shipping containers. Mm. The idea of just some of those being torn down and in the way um, and stuff like that. It would be great for a boss fight with something that is like does a lot of charging. Mm -hmm. I think I've seen somebody do like Splatfest matches in the Port Mackerel multiplayer spot. And that one's also really good because it's got a lot of of uninkable surfaces too. Mm -hmm. Oh, another thing that I think is interesting is I think Soulsborne games don't really have a sense of like vertical movement. Like... They're they're very much about, like, dodging on the, like, mm-hmm. horizontal plane. But I think, like, it would definitely be an interesting 
twist to the genre bringing in like splatoon like sensibilities having like a little bit more like vertical verticality to some of the like maneuvers you can do like i wouldn't say like necessarily we're gonna go as like you know like we're not gonna go quite in 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 the paint as like splatoon does for like some of the like tower climbing and things like that but I think that would definitely is would be an interesting thing to bring to Soulsborne. Yeah. Um, so, what I was thinking to change the fashion system because that's really the only part I thought about this entire time mm-hmm. um, was stuff along the lines of making set bonuses more of a thing. Yes. Um, and maybe not tying it directly to like oh the this name set of armor, um, but using. Um, by the way of style savvy brand names oh also the world ends with you <laughs> yeah. like um style savvy which is the nintendo ds game with fashion that i played mm-hmm. um there's like brands and they all have like a general theme like there's one brand that is very much this is the hot topic style clothing mm-hmm. um yeah and stuff like that and i think that would be a good way to do it to integrate it that way if we want to keep some street fashion in it Mm -hmm. Um, yeah yeah so stuff like that um and then like so like this almost and also in some ways like uh is how borderlands does it with their guns is like this brand always has this kind of stat Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. like uh x brand that does sports gear always has a movement speed up buff on it with whatever else it gets Mm -hmm. um so if you're wearing all of that you're going to be going faster and like maybe that's also like a like a an additional little bonus if you're wearing all it yeah yeah it could be like they all always or all the pieces will always have like speed up but once you complete the set it also has like ink saver mm-hmm. but it's not quite as much ink saver as like this brand where ink saver is like its thing yeah um i think there also should just be like um definitely one brand that is like range damage up for people who want to play like ranged builds because mm-hmm. there's probably not really going to be like a magic magic system it's probably just going to be like you know the couple of guns that yeah. are available, and then like the whole the whole host of you know melee weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you would probably have weapon wise. Um, I would want to keep rollers. I would maybe want to add a roller variant where everything is sort of kept like the the rolling part is kept vertical. So it plays more mm. like a sword. Yeah, yeah. Um, although maybe that would work well for using the paintbrush. I don't know. Yeah, that's like... I'm trying to think of what... What is a pole arm? Maybe that's with what the paint. paintbrush is. Yeah. It's sort of like got that... um, Like spear, but also like a little bit of slashing with it. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it's... in. I know in demon souls if you start as the like templar oh or the cleric, you know what it could be it's the halberd it could be like a very very large fountain pen oh <gasps> yes 
Yeah, so that we've got paintbrush and fountain pen. Yeah. Okay, paintbrush, fountain pen. Maybe there's like it's a like a heavy roller and a light roller. So like light roller could be the more uh, like vertical sword type one. Yeah, yeah, and then the the heavy roller plays a little bit more like it does in like base platoon. Mm-hmm. And then I'd want to make like the big stamp hammer like an actual standalone weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and it's literally a stamp. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what it is in the base game. It's like a large stamp hammer, and you just go around smashing it on the ground. Oh, that's it's so cute. so big. Um, I would want to keep, um, like, at least a line of the snipers, um, and then maybe also the dualies. As far as ranged weapons go. Yeah, um, yeah, sure no, definitely. Else, really. I also think there should be like a something that's a little bit more like a rapier, because mm. I know that's extremely popular with certain dexterity builds. Um, let me see what we have. Well, there's also, oh, I forgot about the umbrella. Oh, the umbrella is like technically a ranged weapon and how it works. Um, and that, like, you can shoot with it, but it doesn't shoot very well. And when you hold it, the, uh, the shield part becomes a projectile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that definitely could be, uh, a good one to include. Hmm. What do we have that could be, like, a rapier? I mean, it could just be the the closed umbrella style. Could be like a thrusting rapier. You know like what? Yeah, fighting I think style. if we rework the umbrella style weapon into a rapier, it would definitely work that way. Um, that way, you it, could still you could still use it as a shield if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. It's just the open umbrella is your block, pretty much, or the, your parry, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just like, I know there's other, like, more, like, granular weapons. Like, I know Souls 2 has, like, whips, but... Yeah, part of this idea is the thought of, like, what if we make something that's, like, a Soulsborne, but make it a little bit more accessible? Through, mm-hmm. through the no, exactly. Of Soul, uh, Splatoon. Mm-hmm. Like, I would eat up a Splatoon Souls-style game, because I imagine it would be a little bit easier than a Souls game. No, yeah, exactly. Um, so let's talk toys to life, I guess. Right. Yeah. I, I think, I don't know. It's like, on one hand, I really want like the whole like Skylanders, like, you know, if you have the toy, you can like scan it in, Mm -hmm. but also like, I don't necessarily want like, oh, if I buy this, this toy, then that gives me like this gear early and it makes the whole game easy. But like, that could be a. That could be something that would be interesting and, like, uh, enticing for certain crowds who aren't necessarily, like, comfortable with this style of game. Um, here's what I would maybe suggest as, like, a middle ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, in Splatoon, you get the gear for free when you scan the amiibo. Um, yeah. But you just, like, in Splatoon 1, you had to scan it multiple times, but you could only scan it once per day. It was, like, a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um... But what if there's, like, a shop that's, like, early on, but not right at the beginning? Um, mm. And when you scan the stuff, it gets added to your shop. Yeah, isn't that how uh, 
it they did that for the the Yu-Gi-Oh game we were playing on stream the other night like you could put the the cards codes in but you had to like pay points for them so it wasn't exactly like a freebie yeah except that also required you to have already gotten the card and then you had to pay a premium to buy the individual card instead of a card pack it was like a whole thing yeah yeah but it's it's i think it, it definitely has like a similar like you know you don't get it for free but it definitely opens the option for you yeah yeah no no i do like that because you'd still have to like oh what's the what's the currency because that's another thing that's like kind of big about these kind of games is like not only is like the shop currency what you use to buy things but it's also what you use to improve your character um yeah so like in regular splatoon it's just money they just have money in that game and it's weird Mm. to me yeah um so what if it's like shells I think that's cute. Like sand, think, literally sand dollars. I think I think beating up like a, a skeleton, a squid skeleton, and like sand dollars coming out is kind of cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it, it could just be like, because um, I know in the in Demon Souls you have to talk to somebody to improve your character, and like in the Dark Souls, it's you talk to the campfire to spend your souls to improve your character. Um, so I, maybe oh, go ahead finish up oh this is we can we could bring back kind of more of like there's a there's an npc you have to go to talk to to improve your character so i think as far as like going i i feel like maybe stats should just be tied to gear hmm um because like the thing about the gear is you can spend money to add new skill slots to it okay um and while usually it's random you can also pay to re-roll the skill slots and stuff like that and I feel like that would maybe be like a more user friendly approach to it, as far as like making it simplified. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like I kind of like that the Dark Souls games has like kind of like a dual progression. Like, not only are you trying to improve your gear stats through like the gear improvement system, but it also has like like personal like elements to it i i do find some of the stats very like arcane and hard to understand like you know what's the difference between like endurance and vitality but you know uh yeah it just my thought is that the gear skills already directly tie to whatever skills that you would be improving personally yeah um like you know there is like already a movement speed buff and you're not gonna want to just put points into your character for that because it's the Mm -hmm. same thing yeah yeah and i guess in in this and i'm talking about gear with like skills like this it definitely is putting a lot more emphasis on like your equipment than you know you would say like dark souls like the darks all the not all but like most of the dark souls speed runs involve taking everything off and just ignoring your like armor Mm-hmm. and just using weapons the whole time like making sure your weapons are good yeah and that's the thing that we could do you could still include weapons as like a different path because the weapons don't usually have skills tied to them the thing that they have is they have like a special sub weapon mm-hmm. um like yeah. your, your grenade types which i don't even think we would have in this game no um, no but you know upgrading those from like the splatty shot junior to whatever mm-hmm. um that's still, I think, something that is possible to do as a dual progression type thing. Yeah, yeah. 
And like that could be a lot more like personal, like because it's more or less like I don't really see us really having like too many variants of like the same weapon. Like, yeah, there might be like you know, you know, oh, kind of like base like dual pistols, but like then I think it'd be interesting to really like lean into like the whole like branching upgrade system that like Dark Souls has. We're accidentally making what if a hunting game was single player. I like we're we're creating the cross between a hunting game and a Soulsborne, and I think that's fine. I'm just letting I, you know that's where we're going. Yeah, yeah, but I I will say that like I think the combat is still going to be like where I think yeah. the the Souls is going to come out for sure. Because like you're going to have to deal with like waves of like you know smaller enemies that are challenging to get to the bosses. The bosses are going to be in like you know kind of like awkward arenas like there's got to be some kind of boss fight like that stupid gargoyle fight in dark souls one where you go on top of a the the gargoyle fight is where i stopped playing last time i played (laughs) it wasn't because i got frustrated just because like i i wasn't making that much progress Mm -hmm. i got like halfway through i think i killed one of them and then got killed by the second one yeah yeah i think that's like casually where a lot of a lot of people just like say fuck this game (laughs) no i think the part where i would say fuck this game is the part when you have to fight like the two different people in the church and one of them shoots lasers yeah yeah that was the uh the meme i made for you with uh redolent rose from final fantasy 14 the the weaving trainer Uh, okay Um, okay. So I think we've got, like, some ideas. What are some bosses? Let's come up with some Splatoon bosses. I think I would want, like, a big puffer fish as one of them. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really good. Um, I'm trying to think of what could be a good charging enemy to put in the Port Mackerel map. Um, like, what's something that would be similar to a Minotaur, but for underwater? And I'm and uh, immediately the thought I had was that Yu-Gi-Oh card I sent you last night. Um, so maybe it is just that Yu-Gi-Oh card, Umino Taurus. Mm, yeah, like a, a sea slug minotaur. Yeah. Um, I think there definitely needs to be a... Uh, there needs to be a, like, cavalier knight... On like seahorse back. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that would be like one of the like a horseshoe crab. Mm-hmm. Riding a, a seahorse. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's gotta be like some like wild like an actual octopus with eight weapons kind of boss. Oh yeah, and that'd be like uh, the, the predecessor to DJ Octo. Yeah, and it'd just be very fucked up because you're like an octoling fighting an octopus. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I don't necessarily want this for a boss, but there's just gotta be like a common type of enemy that's just a sea urchin. Yeah. Um. 
I also think like um, keeping some of the aesthetic of the shopkeepers from Splatoon and Splatoon Two, like Splatoon One for specifically. Um, there's this guy. I think his name was Spike. He was a sea urchin, like humanoid. Mm, um, okay. And he definitely killed people to get you their gear. <laughs> <laughs> people would show up in your lobby, and you'd be like, mm, "I want that," and he'd be like, "All right, give me a day." Oh my gosh, that's crazy. He was very. He was definitely. He lived in like the alleyway. <laughs> in the dark and was very shady and wanted you to give him sea snails so he could eat them Mm. and sea snails were cute is the thing that you need to know about the sea snails oh god i think that they should just be like like you know how like in in like dark souls and demon souls there's just like those really annoying like night enemies that are just around that are like a pain in the ass they're not even like you know like the dark invaders or anything like that they're just like just like dudes in armor that are just like really hard to kill i think that should just be like big bulky like street shark looking motherfuckers oh for sure i love to have a street shark yeah just like big old beefy bitey boys (gasps) oh no (laughs) yeah that's the that's the little sea snail oh no oh hold on let me get you a picture of a of the the shop guy oh ooh, yeah that's gnarly Mm-hmm. so uh that's the guy from splatoon one he's replaced by like his younger kid brother or something in splatoon 2 mm. who is less menacing looking yeah oh as far as like toys is it gonna be like like statue amiibo like situation or do you think we're gonna have like like do you think it's gonna or is it gonna be something like there's like a base toy and you can like dress them up i think the idea of it being amiibos um and like the amiibo base stays the same no matter what um Mm. but there are splatoon blind boxes that exist that come with different Mm. shirts and stuff that you can swap out Okay. I, I've been meaning to buy one, but I never did because they were kind of expensive. Hmm. But yeah, having yeah, like a blind box situation, or or just like I'm thinking, just like Barbie clothes, where it's just like you already have the doll, and it's just kind of like you pay, you know, the ten bucks for the additional accessories and clothes. Mm. Let me um, send you a link to an eBay listing that has the stuff that I'm referring to. Oh, the Bandai Splatoon 2 customized gear collection to complete <laughs> eight minifigure Japan set. <gasps> oh, that's cute. Right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want like an amiibo that you can swap parts on. Mm-hmm. But it still functions as an amiibo. Yeah, like, the the base stand has, like, pegs for it to stand on. Oh, so, actually, the thing is, um, there is already, like, so there's, there are ways that you can do NFC rip reading that involves, like, reading the different actually types of things. So we could make it, there's a base amiibo and there's blind box accessories that you can put on that will show up in the game. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, because I'm thinking of stuff like Starlink and Drop Mix. Um, yeah, that use like cards to to to. Yeah, but it, as, it, like, it something read for all the of edit. them in a single stack. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Starlink, there were slots that like had little bits of tech in them. So it would like it would read that it was on there, but it would also read that it was on there backwards if you put it on there backwards. Oh, that's which cool. was silly. Um, but I don't think that would be uh, applicable to this. Mm-hmm. But the reason I want to do that is I want to popularize the idea of doing that, so that way eventually Gundam does it. Yes, absolutely. So I think a customizable amiibo would be fun. Yeah. What's the final boss going to be? Um, I think it's the Great Zapfish. What does that look like? Uh, it's like a very big electric eel. It's like uh, like one of those long dragons. Oh! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it provides power to like, the entire like town in Splatoon. Or it doesn't like necessarily provide power, but it does help provide power. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in Splatoon two, you see it like curled around the tower in the center. Yeah. Maybe like this is what ends up like domesticating it to, like, for the people to have that kind of power to make things nicer so eventually splatoon one can happen or it's like a a, or it's like an ancestor of it that Mm -hmm. maybe looks more dragon like yeah 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 a lot more like serpentine dragon style Mm -hmm. i think that'd be an interesting departure from like a lot of the souls games that have like the final boss is just like a dude it's just like a very strong dude but it's at the end of the day a dude (laughs) yeah i think we could have like a boss or two that is just a dude like maybe Mm -hmm. there's one where you fight an inkling Um, yeah or here's here's the thought um whenever you know how in dark souls you can invade other people's worlds um what if when you invade you look like an inkling instead of an octoling Oh, that'd be so good. An inkling and a red aura. Yeah, glowy eyes. Mm-hmm, it looks like it looks like an inkling when it has its final smash charged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, that's gonna be terrifying. Like the AI having access to like you know, spraying paint around and dodging around you. Ooh. That's gonna be brutal. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do a pretty good job of having that AI in Splatoon Two. There are maps where it's like, okay, this level you are going through the single player level. It's more like streamlined. You have to go and hit all of these checkpoints, and there mm-hmm. are octolings who exist and are trying to kill you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so yeah, uh, okay, we need to think of a name. We need another Splatoon pun. It can't be Splatoon, because Splatoon is like the main line. It needs to be like Splat yeah. something else. Uh, so Splatoon is a play on Platoon. Um, I'm trying to think of like things that have to do with like the soul or spirits. Or 
Like, it doesn't literally have to be that, but I think it'd be funny if it was, like, something related to that. Yeah, I'm looking through a list of words to start with at, because I think that would be a fun place to start. Yeah. If this was, like, a different style of post-apoptic, we could get on with a splatomic. I mean, who's to say that this isn't that style of post-apocalyptic? Splatomic warfare? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry uh, it includes the word attaboy so i'm just thinking like ah splataboy <laughs> that, that could be a something that the the uh one of the shopkeepers says to you not getting any good words yeah because like they're they're like good words but they're not good single words for a title you know mm-hmm like, splatitude is another fun thing that you can have someone say. Yeah. Splatack is the name already the name of one of the songs in Splatoon. Mmm. Splatrocities. Oh no! Oh, oh no! Splatipus. Splatipus. Mmm, I like that. Um, if you could think of a good word, we could probably make it start with the word splatinum. Ooh, splatinum warfare. I don't know if warfare is the right word. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, splatinum souls, splatinum spirit. I guess instead of, like, Iron Will, it could be, like, Splatinum Will. No. Maybe Splatinum isn't the right word, because now I'm wanting, like, the second word to be, like, either a Wanderer or Nomad or something like that. Mm. Splatinum Drifter. <laughs> oh, that's the oh timer. Gosh. Um, Maybe the second word's Drifter, because that's fun. Um, yeah. Then what would the first word be? Because I'm not sure if Splatinum is the right word now. What about Splatomic Drifter? Splatomic Drifter. That sounds kind of gnarly in a fun way. Alright, Splatomic Drifter is fine. I'll do Splatomic Drifter. Alright, I'm going to write the thing. Okay, this is a pretty straightforward um, description compared to some of the more recent ones. Um, So I'm going to read it and you can tell me if I forgot anything. Splatoon spinoff where you play as an octoling before the establishment of the world of Inklings. Maps are reminiscent of Splatoon multiplayer maps, but more rundown and not yet inhabited. Gear still has skills and is the main way of increasing stats alongside um, additional set bonuses. Weapons are more melee focused and ink on the ground slash walls dries quickly. Amiibo support adds weapons slash gear to the starting shop. That's uh, perfect. Okay, so we did it. We did Splatoon. We did. Um, all right. Uh, before we do it, get into stuff. We said that we were gonna. We said off mic that because they said they were going to announce a new Pokemon big project, we were going to pitch some ideas, and I forgot to do it at the mm-hmm. beginning. So let's do it now. All right. Um. God, I just, I want 
Pokemon to get weird with it is my thing. Yeah, it's they're, been a little bit since it got real weird with like a big spinoff. They, they're dragging their feet about making the baseline games weird. So put that energy somewhere else. Put it in a spinoff game. I want like a Pokemon Ranger game that's more like 3D action platformer. Oh, that would be so cute. I just also don't want it to be like all about drawing circles. No, I think instead of drawing circles, you have to like run circles around a creature. Oh, it's like in Rogue Squadron when you when you play as the snow speeder and you have to do the yeah. going around and around and around an AT AT AT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of like that, yeah. But with like yeah. an energy barrier. And like a blastoise that's trying to shoot you yeah and as long as it doesn't shoot the wire you're fine Mm-hmm. that would also give you more options to avoid it because you could move vertically by jumping or dodge rolling perhaps yeah yeah and you have to like time the wire so like because it's gonna fall but it's all you know depending on like oh gosh i don't think this it will is fall like because it, like the thing that the 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 ranger styluses do is it calms them it's like a calming aura energy thing mm, okay yeah. so yeah, i think yeah. it's just like a barrier that the more you wrap it the stronger the aura gets and it calms the creature down when you're done <laughs> okay so 3d ranger i love this i also personally want pokemon con oh god i, I want to just want to say one last thing about 3d ranger is that if you have to do a big pokemon it'll feel like shadow of the colossus and that's that's good absolutely and then they can get weird with it too like like yeah torterra is only usually like you know like five feet tall but like what if it was like 50 feet tall instead things like that the thing is like if you make it too big like wide wise then you have to like it's gonna take so long to run around it no yeah yeah just I think Torterra is always, like, everyone's go-to answer for, like, what if Pokemon but big? Okay, but then that would also give you the option to use some support abilities, like, make it so you can ride a Ponyta. And that mm-hmm. speeds up your line drawing ability. Yeah. Or, you know, you're on the back of a flying type. Yeah. Which then it literally turns into Rogue Squadron, but Pokemon. <laughs> Okay, Which, so what was your idea? I want I want them to go back to Pokemon Conquest, but I want them to get crunchier with it. I want more like Tactics Ogre and more like Final Fantasy Tactics. Like, give me trainers in Pokemon that work together, but that have like skills and I can choose like multiple attacks on a Pokemon. How would you Not feel just like it... each Pokemon has like one style of attack. Mm-hmm. How would you feel if they did Pokemon Three Houses? I actually wouldn't mind that because I think Three Houses is the most like the style of tactics games that I like, where you get a lot more like skills and like things to do that aren't just like basic attacks. Okay. I'm trying to think if there's another fun one that I can say. Um, Let me look at the list of genres we have here. Oh, what if they... We just did another Pokemon trading card game. I mean, I would love that because I have no idea how any of the modern mechanics were. I'm pretty familiar with some of them because, uh, okay, here's the thing. Pokemon trading card game online is good. I wish it was on Switch. 
um, because it did not run necessarily great on my computer sometimes as mm-hmm. far as launching it goes and it doesn't actually work on mobile phones it'll only work on tablets i believe okay which is strange and i mean the switch is essentially a, fa- a fancy tablet so yeah i think i think the thing is they probably don't want to try to make controller support and that's probably the problem yeah um but i think that would be fun um let's see what about a pokemon visual novel what about Pokemon Maker? I mean, if they're going to give every fan ROM hack a cease and desist, you might as well just give us the tools to make our own Pokemon adventures. Yeah. Like, you don't even have to, like, support fake Mon. You just let us, like, choose. Like, just choose what what, what is available, it, you know? It, you just make it work like RPG Maker did on, like, the PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, hell, they had an RPG Maker on the 3DS fully supported with, like, you know, being able to, like, export your projects and, like, send them to people to play. Yeah. Um, what if they did Pokken 2? I mean... I, I always feel bad for Pokken because it's, like, out of the stuff that gets televised for, like, the competitive Pokemon, I feel like Pokken is always at the bottom of the totem pole. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's always TCG's like the most viewed, and then it's VGC, and then it's Pokemon Go PvP, and then it's Pokken. Yeah, I think about like I like Pokken as a concept. It's just it misses. I don't know. Like, there's it's something about it. I just doesn't necessarily mesh well with me. I think a lot of it was that when I was playing it, I learned to do like the same like three set of moves with Braxton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was pretty much all I did. I want it to be a lot more like a party fighter game, a la Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. That's that's the kind of fighting games that I get into. I don't like I, I I definitely like watching like games that are a little bit more like Tekken and like Street okay. Fighter, but okay, I have I have a set a separate pitch that's still a fighting game. Okay, what if it's a Pokemon wrestling game? I mean, there's so many good options too, you know. Yeah, it's like it's like that one episode from the first anime where Primeape wins a championship belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Pokemon Party game would be fun. Like a Mario Party, but with Pokemon. Yeah. I'm, okay, so that's the thing about, like, when when people say they want a new stadium game. They want the new like, stadium mini games. So just make a bunch of them just, and make it a party game. Exactly. Like, we have a 3D battle. Like, we have 3D battles in the in the baseline games now. So that isn't necessarily something we need to be facilitated in like a stadium style game just give us a mini game collection run rattata run but new um let's see what else we got here i mean pokemon mmo pokemomo again that's like it's one of those things that like people have been making fan projects for that over and over and over again and they always get shut down so like just make it yourself nintendo like, 
so what would make a pokemon mmo different from a pokemon game um i i think it's the massively multiplayer aspect it's the co-op cooperation it's you know being able to party up and do like you know like double battles with a buddy i feel like they should limit you from having a full party of pokemon to only having one at a time um if you're going to do i think it should be i think it should be a party of three party of three is also fine because then if you are running around doing double battles with a buddy, that is six Pokemon between the two of you. The thing about Pokemon MMO is that what I don't I don't actually want a Pokemon MMO. I want a Pokemon game that I can play multiplayer. Mm. And that's a different thing. Yeah, yeah, because the the actual Pokemon games try so hard to do online multiplayer, but it just it's so awkward to use. It's it's hard to guarantee that you're going to get into the same like max raid battles as your friends. It's also not exactly what I mean when I say it. Like what I want is a game where we can run around and do silly. I want Pokemon Let's Go multiplayer, but online. Hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Pokemon Let's Go Two better have online support. Is what I'm saying. Hmm. What are, What are the chances that the next big thing is Pokemon Let's Go Two? So apparently, um, the guy who did the presentation for the last one had, if you look behind him, it was all JoJo Pokemon. That's not necessarily true. Because Sandshrew and Alolan Sandshrew. Yeah. But it was, it was a lot of things that you could find in gold and silver. So a lot of people were speculating that it was going to be like, the next big thing is going to be let's go to for johto i would be okay with that which is funny because that means we get another johto remake before we get a Sinnoh remake and all the Sinnoh remake people are going to be sad like honestly pokemon let's go 2 interests me a lot more than pokemon let's go 1 that i i'm I'm right there with you, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm looking at a picture of it, but like the ones right behind his head are all like legendaries and then the evolutions from like it's on the left hand side it's, you know, Ho Lugia and then Lapras Mewtwo and then there's a few behind his head that I can't see. Then Typhlosion mm-hmm. for Alligator, Entei, Raikou, Suicune. Yeah. The the only reason like it's weird is cuz like above him you also see um the Galarian starters. Um, but there's also in this like top left shelf, there's Politoed, Pseudowoodo, and Ampharos, which I feel like makes it even more possible. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. Especially if you have Suicune, Entei, Raiko, Ho Lugia there. Yeah. And like you can catch Mewtwo at the end of Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Okay, what if? What if in? What if it's just they made crystal clear, but for real? <laughs> I would, I would adore that. I, crystal clear is such a good rom hack, or like something that's like, what if they leaned into the idea of a randomized Pokemon game and made like a a Pokemon roguelike? Hmm. Or just made an officially supported like Pokemon randomizer. Yeah, I, I would love for there to be, like, a 2D Pokemon on Switch, in a way. Mm-hmm. Because um, I, I miss 2D Pokemon compared to 3D Pokemon. I, 
Yeah, we, we were talking about that, Even how, like, in, like, the sprites are just so cute. Yeah, that in particular. Plus, in, like, something about the grid-based movement just felt better to me. Um, in X and Y, when they introduced, oh, the roller skates let you move off of the grid. And I'm like, I keep running into the side of buildings. And it's all squirrely because it's on roller skates. Um, plus, like, when you looked at the bottom screen, your Pokemon would be rolling around in your bag, and that did not feel good to me. Um, and, like, while they fixed a lot of that with, um, Shen's 7 and 8, I still miss moving around on a grid. I don't know. No, I, from what I heard of that, I, I feel like I, I definitely get that. Uh, last, last two things I would suggest is what if they made a Pokemon Rhythm game that played, like, Harmonite? Mmm. Um, and... Also, like a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon style game where you are the Pokemon, but it's like a platformer. Like an action, like a 3D platformer. I think that would be amazing and cute. Like, because they have Pokemon Rumble, which is weird. I don't like Pokemon Rumble. I wish I liked Pokemon Rumble. Pokemon Rumble is so close to something that I would like. But it's just like this weird battle beat-em-up thing. And I don't want it yeah, to be yeah. a beat em up. I wanna I wanna explore Pokemon that doesn't involve fighting with Pokemon. Yeah. I yeah, also definitely. wanna explore Pokemon in a way that isn't just an RPG, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about like a Pokemon Collectathon? Like, just go full like banjo kazooie uh-huh. slash gex with it. What would be okay? If they were going to do a character platformer a la, like, Banjo or Gex, who's a good candidate to... Pikachu. Okay, but, like, if it wasn't going to be Pikachu. Okay, so if it can't be Pikachu... Um... Hmm. I think I have a suggestion. Okay, what's your suggestion? What if it's Clefairy? Clefairy would be good. I'm trying to think Clefairy of something has... that would be good with, like, as far as movement capabilities. Okay, but Clefairy has wings. Okay. And has a little peats, so it could, it could run around and, like, spin and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It also could have been the mascot for the franchise, and we can go very uh, epic Mickey with this, where, like, the almost mascot of the franchise now has a spotlight. Yeah. Um, I think Squirtle's also a good candidate. Yeah. I think, I think, I, I think I'm avoiding starters in particular, because then you, you get the crowd of people that are like, oh. well, why couldn't it have been Bulbasaur? Why couldn't it have been Charmander? Okay, hold on. Let me pull up a list of Pokemon. Um, a very what specific Abra? list. Um, I don't know about Abra. I think Abra's a cute NPC for you to bump into in your 3D platformer adventure. I am mad every time I try to pull up something and it's on one of those gaming websites that are like, no, you can't look at our website. You have Adblocker on. We won't even let you. I hate that too. I'm like, you're just making me not use your website at all, actually. Mm-hmm. Not up here, Eurogamer.net. 
Yeah, like, some sites I'll be like, I use you enough and I like you, so I'll whitelist you. Like, fantasynamegenerator.com, I have whitelisted so I can see their ads, because I'm on there enough and they seem like good people. Mm -hmm. And they're not, like, playing those ads that are like, play discreetly, my lord, or, you know, shit like that. Yeah. Um, what if it's Skitty's Big Adventure? <gasps> Skitty's such a good friend. And also, I will say Skitty and Delicity, I know that's not how the name is spelled, but that's how I've always, like, wanted Skitty's evolution to be said, so I've just been saying Delicity. But anyway, I, I think Skitty has a really underexplored wide move set. I love Skitty. Skitty was on my team. I, I kept an unevolved Skitty on my team for all of um, Alpha Sapphire and mm-hmm. the Elite Four using Skitty, and it was so it was such a powerful friend. Skitty is very strong. I was looking through the list of Gen Three Pokemon to see if there was any good candidates in there. Um, Skitty was pretty much the only one I could find. Yeah. Yeah, like, Wishmer would be good, but... I don't think Wishmer has, like, the movement capability. Wishmer's too scared. Yeah. I think Wishmer and that brand of Pokemon would be good to have in a rhythm game, but that's pretty much it. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Alright, I think that's all we have in us for talking about Pokemon. Um... A Pokemon fishing game. That's it. That's the last thing. Yeah. No, just just do it already. The Switch is made for, like, those... Like, I know, like, 1-2-Switch had, like, the HD rumble, but, like, use more games... Or make games use the HD rumble more, please. I mean, I would be fine if it just, like, it also worked on a pro controller. I just... I, I want... I, I want it... Mm-hmm. You know, I want to have a reason to catch Magikarp other than the fact that I love catching a Magikarp. Yeah. Make it, okay. It's not a big enough project. Like, I want, because you know how they did pa- Magikarp Jump? Correct. And it's just like, they just like, hey, it's out now. We just released mm-hmm. a Magikarp Jumping game for your phone. Mm-hmm. I want them to just, like, stealth release a Magikarp Fishing game for Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, like... Like, they'd self-released the, the jump rope game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That would be cute. It Like, I would love it if it was, like, a 3D thing. They just used, like, the model from the games or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I just... I want... Like... So... In Hey, hey You, Pikachu... Yeah. Um, which... Actually, hold on. Here's my pitch for another big project that they could announce. Hey, you, Pikachu. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just like, you know, that and Pokemon TV are about just sort of existing in the space for a while. Yeah. I think a Magikarp fishing game would be similar. Yeah, definitely. There could be a shop that's run by a Pokemon. <laughs> There's just a smeargle behind the counter. Oh. Okay. Cute. That's it for Pokemon. Mm. You can find the show on Twitter at RNGGCast. You can send us emails over at RNGGPodcast at gmail.com. Crash, where can you be found? 
I am on Twitter at Crashing Waves. I am on Twitch at the same handle. I have one out of three pieces of the hardware that I'm going to need to stream Chrono Cross. It is coming. It's going to be here before we know it. I'm thinking probably like maybe next Friday for for number the first stream for Chrono Cross. How does that sound for you? Um, I'm busy that night. Okay. I mean, we're both, I'm not doing we're both during... busy that night. Oh, is that birthday stuff? No, that's the day after birthday stuff. That's interstitial stuff. Okay. What are you doing on Saturday? Um, not currently anything. Let's do Chrono Cross next Saturday. Okay. Then. So that should the be the 27th for those yeah. listening at home. So yeah, keep an eye on my Twitter because I'll be talking about it more. But yeah, Chrono Cross stream number one. I've been rewatching the speed run and it's making me very excited to play it. All right. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Madlobotanist. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. I tweet about pronouns and Pokemon Nuzlocke runs and Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. It's good. <laughs> I also do other podcasts such as Kids and Their Dog, which is a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast, as well as Precure Podcast Engage, which is a an attempt to watch the entire Pretty Cure franchise. Um, it's also <laughs> And also Ben 10 and also sometimes Kathy. It's strange. It's a strange show that I love doing. Um, those can be found at Kids and Their Dog and at Prepod Engage on Twitter, respectively. Um, time awesome. to generate the stuff. Exciting! Okay, we got another genre plus topic. Okay. Those are always good. We just got Soulsborne again, so I'm rerolling. Yep. We just did a MOBA. Okay. Yep. Um, fighting. Mmm. Okay, we can try that, right? We haven't done a fighting game yet? No. Okay. A time travel fighting game. Alright. Alright. I think we could do something with that. I think that's I think that's something we can think about. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Okay. Um all right. So now that we're ready for next time, we will see you next time. Good luck. Have fun. Yeah.